1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. John Justemski. Sports Radio, 1019 FM, the Fan. here on this Friday evening, the uh, night before Wild Card Weekend, Super Wild card weekend in the NFL. That's a little lame. I got to admit, I don't love that term. I'm probably putting that to bed right here and right now. But we do have three games Saturday, three games Sunday to break it all down. It's been with us every step of the way. Sports Grid, morning after. Now they're getting a serious XM station. So you know they've hit the big time. This guy's hit the big time for a long time, though. So I'm not surprised. My main man, Jared Smith. What's up, Smitty? How we
0: doing, baby? JJ, I'm doing super, bud. Super. Let's let let's have a fun weekend. <laughs>
1: I love you playing with the
0: Super Wild Card Weekend. That's why I love you, bro.
1: That's why I love you. Right, I, well, see. I
0: appreciate that introduction, though. That that was very kind, and 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 we're very excited on the grid. Very. Excited.
1: Hey, listen, no BS for me, Smitty. What you see, yeah. what you hear is what you get. I, I don't sugarcoat it. You know the deal there. Um, Absolutely. let's start here, bro. Wild Card Weekend, playoffs in general. Do you have a particular handicapping strategy that maybe is different? than what you deal with throughout the regular season. Uh, Just, you know, throw an example out there. Will you take a team to cover that you think has absolutely no chance of winning a game? Like for me at least, Smitty, one of my rules in the JJ gambling manifesto of playoff time (laughs) is if I don't think a team has a shot to win the game, I am not going to take them to cover the number. Like, do you have any like weird wrinkles like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair anytime you're, you're, you're backing a dog. You want to feel like, like, like they've got a fighter's chance to win that game. The wild card weekends have tended to be a little bit more timid than the divisional weekend. I think this is like the appetizer of the playoffs. It's still the postseason, but you tend to get a lot of interesting teams and interesting matchups because we see what happened in the NFCs this year. where you get a team like Tampa Bay that could be a contender against a team like Washington that, that is, is shouldn't even be in the playoffs really. So I, I think the, that leads to some interesting results. What we've seen historically, especially recent history in the wildcard weekend, it's, it's been underdogs and it's been unders. Uh, underdog 11-1 against the spread in the last 12 wildcard games, under 17 of the last 22. So you're seeing a lot of those trends. It's no surprise, but I think it all comes down to matchups at the end of the day, JJ. I can give you trends, historical trends, until I'm blue in the face. There's always a trend. It's about breaking down each individual matchup and trying to see if this trend applies to that particular game.
1: One o'clock Saturday. The Buffalo Bills have become the most trendy team in America. It is amazing. A team in Western New York has become the most trendy team everywhere. People picking them to win the Super Bowl, New York Post, and the great people over there doing a feature on them. Uh, oh boy. People I know. I mean, it's just become out of control to the point where I think the Colts are alive this week. I see mm. the Colts getting whatever it is, six, six and a half. Public is pounding Buffalo. Lines going the other way. Am I just, like, overreacting to everybody hopping on board the Bills bandwagon? Or is my justification for taking Indy fair and balanced, my friend?
0: Well, I think all season long, JJ, what have we seen? Home home favorites have really struggled, and especially the public ones. And from everything we hear, this is the most public favorite of the week. Uh, And I think that's where it'll close. So I I think there's definitely something to be said about India. If you got the seven, that was the sharp number. It was bought up very early in the week. I think I bet it on Tuesday or Wednesday. And I I think that's the only play that I would have in this game. But I'm in a different spot. I have a huge uh, investment in the bills of the futures market. I bet it back in March at 30 to one. So I feel comfortable coming off of it a little bit by betting against them a couple times in this postseason. I'll probably do that a little bit to unwind it. But I think the handicap of this game is very much so can Indy's defense, which has been very good this season, control that Buffalo offense. Now, it's kind of ironic. Buffalo's kind of an indoor team that plays outdoors, but the weather we're we're hearing is going to be very good uh, in Buffalo this weekend. That, of course, could change in a moment's notice. Uh, But I, I do think Phillip Rivers you know, has the ability to control this game. He is the veteran of the two quarterbacks. We have not yet seen Josh Allen do it on this stage. He's done it a lot this season on similar stages, but now he kind of returns to the scene of the crime. Last year's playoff game did not go well. So we'll see what he's learned. And I think the Colts can control the line of scrimmage in this game, especially with Jonathan Taylor and keep Buffalo's offense off the field. So the the Colts are definitely, I think, one of the live dogs of the weekend. And if you get to seven, you feel really good.
1: Let's get to Rams Seahawks. This line has moved a point and a half. We know the Ram defense is terrific. We also know that these teams played a couple weeks ago and Russell Wilson and the Seahawks found a way to win. First mm. off, Smitty, why is this line moving in the direction of the Rams? Especially when you consider the fact, the uncertainty at the quarterback position, I have no idea what the Rams are running out under center tomorrow. I have no idea. What I do know is that their defense is going to ball out and that Seattle has not looked great offensively second half of the year. How do you see Seattle
0: and the Rams shaking out? Well, I mean, this is the third matchup. This is, you know, we we get two of these this year where we get the third of the divisionals, which is always fun. Uh, and, it, it, you know, we've we we we've seen it go both ways this year. So I, I think you would think low scoring right out of the gate. My, my, my initial link to this game was the under. I do have a small play in the under in this game. The teams combined for 29 and 39 in, in, in two regular season meetings. The more I look into this game, though, I think it, it's moved so much further down. I think the total was in the high 40s the first game and then the mid-40s in the second game as the teams kind of trended towards the defense at the end of the year. And I, I do feel like, you know, you might see a little bit of, of, of up-tempo from, from L.A. I think they want to get Jared Goff, and I'm, we're assuming he's going to play. I, I, I think they want to get Jared Goff into situations where he doesn't have to hold the football for too long. So you might see a quick passing game for them. You, I'm sure you'll see the running game involved. And on the other side, it, it It is an interesting uh, matchup. I, I do think the Ramsey-Metcalf matchup is probably going to decide this game. We've seen Ramsey get the better of this matchup several times. But, it, you know, maybe things change. Maybe Seattle tries to move some things around. I'm fascinated to this game in terms of picking a side. I don't really want to pick a side in this game, JJ. I think the only lean I have to this game is the under. And, and the, the more I see it not really go down, uh, despite the golf shakiness, the more I'm a little worried that maybe he plays and, and, and maybe this game goes, goes a little bit more higher scoring than we think. But the under was the lean for me early, and good luck picking a side. I would say take the three and the hook. If it goes down to three, I think this is a complete layoff.
1: Smitty, we have two pretty big favorites in the NFC in this particular weekend. Tampa Bay laying 7.5 for 8 against Washington. New Orleans laying 10 against Chicago. I don't like you, the dog, as far as their chances of winning. I can't make mm. a case for Washington to win outright. I can't make a case for Chicago to win outright. Sides is an entirely different conversation. So here's how I'm going to phrase this. And you could take it and run with it, pal. Who is the more live underdog? Is it Washington or Chicago? Jared no. Smith, the floor is yours.
0: Oh, that's, that's like when you made me pick earlier, Jets or Giants. Hey, I,
1: I, I'm trying to be a good radio host here,
0: Smitty. I got to put yeah, you on no, the spot, bro. That's what I do. Ask the tough questions. All right, I'll go with this. I'll say the home dogs. Just because the home dogs have done well in this spot, uh, you know, there there's a magical trend. I think it's, yeah, it's like 65% over the last, like, 30, 40 years, uh, home dogs in this round. So the home dogs at least cover. I don't know about winning outright, but... I, I think – and we're actually hearing that Alex Smith's path is a little worse than people think, and it might be the Heineke kid. Well, not uh, surprised honestly.
1: by that. Smitty, you watched him last yeah. week. He couldn't move. It was brutal.
0: Couldn't move. I, I think Heineke actually gives them a better chance, I think, than than Alex Smith. So that could be a very interesting development. And, you know, I who knows? I mean, you know, we, we, we have not seen this kid at all. We saw him for, what, a half or one game? Uh, so that is a total and and the bucks haven 't seen him either, and that's what makes it a little interesting and you know you know how how things can play out when a defense sees a quarterback for the first time, sometimes you know at least in the first half, you know maybe they get off to a little bit of a hot start, catch the bucks off guard, and then that defense just kind of keeps it at bay you know and keeps Tom Brady in a spot where he 's not on the front foot so that's the recipe for me for Washington to win that game. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not betting on it's going to happen. I think taking eight and a half or nine with Washington's is good. It's down to seven and a half now. It's getting to that point now on on, on the road favorite. You, you, you caution. Uh, I, and I do caution with laying points with Brady this week just because his results against the good defenses have been bad. Against the Rams, it's been bad. Against the Saints, it's been bad. He he's struggled in those spots. Now This is the playoffs, but his last playoff game didn't go that well either. So I I, I think I would caution with laying it with with Tom, but, you know, if Washington starts Heineke and and they get a little spark, that could be an interesting development.
1: My main man, Jared Smith, Sports Grid morning after helping us handicap the games here for Wild Card Weekend. Smitty, to me, there is no player under more pressure than Lamar Jackson in Wild Mm. Card Weekend. He has stunk up the joint in his first two playoff games. The Ravens are hot. They've played really well over their last five games. They've taken advantage of a soft schedule. And they will go on the road against the team that knocked them out last year. A team that beat them in the regular season. But a team in Tennessee that is brutal when it comes to playing defense. Especially yeah. when it comes to guarding the passing game. Baltimore. To me, this is a make-or-break type of game for Lamar Jackson. I think it's justified that they're favorite here in this spot. They're better. Are you sipping the Raven Kool-Aid like I am? Or are you (laughs) hesitant to back a team that's lost their last
0: two to Tennessee? I've been very back and forth with Baltimore this year. I've I've had times when I've loved them because I feel like their offense just is so unique in in, in the era that we play that it can be very – it can be, you know, suffocating at times. So – uh, almost like when you're facing a really good Army or a Navy team and you just know you're not getting the ball back. Like, they are just going to control the clock and just eat you alive. And uh, But then they get into these spots where they try to get a little too pass-happy and, you know, L- Lamar's just not there yet. This is a spot where if he does get a little pass-happy this week, and I think they, they should – he should have some success because he's not facing a team that I think is going to, you know, prevent that. And the other thing, and and I love Mike Grable. I think he's a great coach, but they just, Tennessee just has not done the little things well this year, special teams, penalties, things like that that can cost you games. They haven't had the kind of Cinderella season that they were having last year. I think what they did last year was very It's going to be hard to replicate that. And uh, don't get me wrong. They've got probably the best, pound-for-pound pound player in the league right now with Derrick Henry. I mean, I, nobody's playing at a higher level and, and more productive than him. I just feel like this is Baltimore's spot. Like, it just it, it feels like the spot that Lamar gets his first win. I, I don't care about the metrics or the DVOA or anything about this game. I think this game's all about Lamar Jackson, just like he did in that Cleveland Browns Monday night game, willing his team across the finish line and putting this stupid, dopey playoff cursed to bed I I do think Baltimore is a really strong play this week
1: Smitty before we get to your best bets of the week do you think it's advantageous for the Steelers playing the Browns a week ago a spot in which Cleveland had everything to play for the Steelers had very little to play for now no Stefanski loss on the offensive line loss of Olivier Vernon feel like there are a lot of signs pointing in the Steelers direction here in this spot
0: I feel terrible for Brown fans. I'm a Jets fan. I know how you feel. It's terrible. You waited this long to get into the playoffs and then something like this happens. I mean, it's just kind of, it sums up everything that, you know, the NFL has kind of gone through this year, but Hey, they still got to play the game. The show must go on as, as they say in our business, JJ. Uh, and it, it just, it, I don't know what we're going to get with Cleveland. I mean, I think it's going to be a, a mixed bag. I, I think the first couple of drives, you're kind of like you know, it kind of reminds me of the Clemson-Ohio State game the other night. Clemson what was that was without their play caller. The first two drives went great for Clemson. It was scripted. They knew what they were doing. Everything was bing, bang, boom. And then all of a sudden the adjustment started and, and they fell behind. So that could be what happens to Cleveland this week. Maybe they get off to a good start. They control the, the clock a little bit in the first quarter. Maybe they run the ball a little bit if they can get any traction there. And then I think Pittsburgh will adjust. And, and, and I expect Pittsburgh to win this game. You know, it, It's moved to a point where there's not much line value in it anymore at six. But I, I think Steelers in a money line parlay with a couple of these other favorites this week that you maybe you're going to get across the finish line, I think that's the way you play this one.
1: Smitty, final one. Best bets, side, total, whatever suits your fancy. What will be on your card for these six games this weekend?
0: Well, I, I kind of hinted to it earlier, but I, I do think Baltimore is my, my favorite play of the week. Uh, you get it at three, you waited, it opened at four, four and a half even, and it really got bought down. So I think, you know, you know Tennessee, from what I'm seeing, is kind of the public dog of the weekend. Uh, and that's something you want to stay away from. So I, I think the Ravens, you get him at three, uh, it's all about Lamar Jackson in this game. And and, and, I, and I think he's going to will them, and, and he he has enough skill this year, and he has enough moxie and experience this year to get his team across the finish line uh, in, in a wild-card game. Uh, totals this weekend, I, I love that Bucks washington total. I got it early in the week, 46.5. It's down to 44.5. I think a great strategy this week, J.J., the teasers. Under teasers, the last five years on wild-card weekend are 18-1-1. One one. So if you're teasing unders this weekend, you're going to be successful. This game, These games are all about winning, not about scores or stats. The props can be a little shaky uh, on a weekend like this. So I think you tease that Bucks Washington total up to fifty and a half. That rams Seahawks one up to forty eight and a half. That's a great under teaser spot this week. And in the money line parlays, Bucks Steelers Saints. I think those three teams will win this weekend. So that's how you can you can play those in any permutation you want. But uh, and you know what? Just for you, JJ, and also because I'm hedging my Bills bet a little bit, I came off the the Bills. Uh, I'm on the Colts plus seven. So that's the card: unders rams Seahawks, under, under Bucks Washington, Ravens minus three. And a money line parlay Bucks, Steelers, and Saints.
1: Smitty, I love you, bro. Tremendous insight and perspective as always. Enjoy these games. We'll catch up next Friday for the divisional round. Let's get some winners, bro.
0: JJ, here we go. Wildcard weekend. Have fun, everyone. Good luck.
1: That's the great Jared Smith over at SportsGrid. We'll come back with the unlocks of the week and your calls at 877 337 6666.